Know Your Food with Warty, episode 97. For links and more, visit the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97. Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglins. You can find me at traditionalcookingschool.com and knowyourfoodpodcast.com. I'm so glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about embracing whole foods, raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Welcome everyone to the first Know Your Food with Warty of the new year and Happy New Year. I want to apologize in advance for the condition of my voice. I'll explain what happened in just a little bit. Um, And we're going to have the usual tip of the week. We're going to have a listener question, but this episode is going to focus on the new year. I'm going to talk about 2014 and some personal reflections on the year, and I'm going to talk about what um, my... my, um, commitment and my goals are and my vision is for 2015. And as you're listening, I just want to open this up um, to hearing from you. So whatever you want to share about 2014 or what you're looking forward to in 2015, please do share. Visit the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97 and let me know. Let's start with the tip of the week. And this comes from an experience I just had Well, I'm in the middle of it still, yesterday and today. Um, Right now I'm recording this, it's a couple days after Christmas, and um, it's actually two days after Christmas. And the day after Christmas, we had to devote to doing some deep cleaning and rearranging, and it's just because of the timing of it, we're getting um, a new bed, and so we needed to just move things around and make room and kind of plan, and you know, when you're... When you're doing something new in your house, it sort of makes you think, could we be doing things better, better use of space? Anyway, it just turned into a full-day project, and stirring up all that dust brought on a full-on allergy attack for me. I'm generally allergy-free now and have been for several years, unless I'm deep cleaning. And so, you know, it brought on all the symptoms of a cold with the sneezing, the watery eyes, the itchiness, the um, the feeling lightheaded, like you're actually ill, And so as we're cleaning, you know, of course, I'm wiping my nose and I'm using an essential oil blend and, you know, just doing what I can, drinking water. But when it's acute, there's not much you can do. So by the time everything had had settled down, um, I'm still not feeling well. It's not going away. And so I, I posted on our members Facebook group. This is for members of Traditional Cooking School. And I just said to everybody you know, I'm allergic to cleaning and I need to diffuse some oils and what would you recommend? And so our members, even the day after Christmas, were very helpful, chimed in with these good oils for, um, you know, to relieve congestion and help you breathe clearly. So the oils that came up, eucalyptus, lavender, lemon, peppermint, white fir, lime, rosemary, thyme. I happen to have a blend um, from... Uh, Rocky Mountain Oils that's called Respiratory Ease, and it has some of those in it, plus I added um, peppermint to it, and so I set that up in the diffuser, and it was just, oh, almost, you know, within five to ten minutes, I was breathing clearly again, and the congestion was relieved. Took it in the bedroom um, last night, our clean bedroom now, um, 
and just ran it all night long. And I, I, I didn't even wake up. I was not congested at all during the night. Um, so that is the tip of the week. If you have congestion, allergies, cold, these oils are very good. And I'm, I'm not good enough to tell you <clears throat> the rules of mixing. So you could play with it and probably just one oil would be fine. But <clears throat> these are the oils that came up for um, congestion and breathing. Eucalyptus, lavender, lemon, peppermint, white fur, lime, rosemary, thyme. Um, so that is the tip of the week. And now for our listener question, which comes from Susan F. She writes, I came to your site because your Facebook page always has some good posts for substitutions. I'm wondering if you have ever tried a substitution for corn syrup in recipes. Most of the corn syrup I can find at the store has high fructose corn syrup in with the corn syrup, and since I'm trying to avoid high fructose corn syrup, I can't use it. Obviously, I want something that doesn't have much taste. Agave syrup, liquid cane sugar, sorghum, maple syrup, honey, some combo of these. Thanks in advance. Okay, well, in general, Susan, um, a liquid sweetener is going to substitute fine for the corn syrup. And honey better than the others because honey has kind of the same thickness um, as, as, high fructose, as corn syrup, which you're finding is mostly high fructose corn syrup. So if you have a mild flavored honey, that would work very well. Honey does tend to be um, sweeter than all other sweeteners by about, well, like three quarter cup of honey is the equivalent of one cup of other sweeteners. So you may want to reduce, um, but that takes liquid from the recipe. So then you may have to add additional liquid into the recipe. You're talking about wanting um, less, uh, you know, not much taste. So I do have some other options for you. Mild flavored honey being number one. Maple syrup is going to have a um, taste, but it's a wonderful sweetener, and just think maybe the recipe could take maple syrup. You can make a homemade syrup. Um, like, you can make homemade maple syrup. Well, it's not true maple syrup, but, you know, a lot of times or people love maple syrup, and, but it's very expensive, so this is kind of a homemade alternative that doesn't cost as much. Um, where you take rapidura or sucanat, which are unrefined sweeteners, they do have a strong flavor to them. And you'll see why this is important in a moment, because I can tell you how to make it mild. Um, anyway, you use it as a, at a ratio of two to one with water. So two cups of sugar versus one cup of water, for instance. You start boiling the water. When it starts boiling, you add your your rapidura or sucanat and you just stir so it dissolves and then you want to let it simmer for five minutes and um, when it comes it's very hot it really you know if you've ever made candy you know it gets a lot hotter than boiling water with that sugar so it's going to take quite a while to cool when it does it makes a syrup and you so you could you could flavor it with vanilla or maple flavoring, and then you have it for your pancakes, but you can also use it in baking in place of corn syrup. Now, like I said, using the rapidura or the sucanat gives you a, um, you know, a stronger flavor. So if you want a mild flavor, what you could, you could use is evaporated cane juice, which is a lightly refined cane sugar, but it's not as refined as white sugar. And then you could do the same two to one to have a very mild syrup that you've made. And if you want to add vanilla or maple extract, you can, um, or you could just rely on the recipe. And then um, no matter which one you make, do store it in the refrigerator. And I will include a link to the original recipe 
for this at the show notes. So go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97. This is a recipe that comes from the nourishingcook.com. So, or you could just, if you wanted to find it, you could search for an inexpensive maple syrup replacement, or I'll have a link in the show notes. I hope that was helpful, Susan. And if you have follow-up questions, please do comment at the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97. Hi, I'm Wardy, a traditional cooking expert and food blogger at ganalflins.com. For years, my family struggled with food-related health problems, but we don't anymore. And I'd love to show you that preparing whole foods with traditional methods is easy, delicious, and super good for you too. So just go to traditionalcookingschool.com slash free, and I'll show you how easily you can do it too. I'll give you five free videos that include my favorite traditional cooking techniques, plus printable at-a-glance fact sheets as a handy reference. So if you're ready to start looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good, then visit traditionalcookingschool.com slash free today. Well, everyone, I wanted to take some time and reflect on 2014 before I talk about 2015. Here are some great things that happened in 2014. And I do want you to know, even though I'm going to mention all the great things, it doesn't mean there haven't been challenges. But um, I'm not a person to look back and um, ignore challenges because challenges make us strong and failures just make success even even that much sweeter. Um, But when I look back and reflect, I just like to be positive. So I'm going to talk about the great things of 2014, Um, but there were challenges there. Of course there were. Well, in 2014, I turned 40. In fact, it was just a couple weeks ago I turned 40. My parents visited to celebrate. Um, I'm their oldest child, and I think they they felt it was pretty monumental for of their of their children. They had four. Um, for their eldest to be turning 40. It's a big milestone for a parent. I'm sure I'll feel the same way when I reach that milestone. Um, So it was a very special time with them and them visiting. And just, um, I just think I'm turning 40 and I feel better than I have my whole life. I feel like I'm finally mature. (laughs) I feel good. I've made... um, I've hit a lot of my goals. I'll talk about that later um, for fitness and weight loss this year. So I feel like 40 is just, you know, I turned, this was just a great year um, and I feel really good. And um, so it's just kind of cool that it's all happening the year I turned 40, 2014. Um, and I'm just very, very happy about it. And, and, and I feel wonderful to have spent it with my parents um, so a couple of things that happened this year, the year of my of turning 40. Well, since mid-May, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, I've been following the Trim Healthy Mama diet with traditional foods. And so recently I just hit the 30-pound loss mark. And as I look back on it, um, I'm very, very proud of that um, because I feel like it hasn't been hard work at all. It's been easy it's been healthy and it's been so rewarding because it has worked for me. Like I didn't expect it to work for me like this. I really didn't. Um, so I'm very happy about that. Also this year, I have really picked up the pace on weightlifting. 
Um, I have been dabbling in it probably for a couple years, but this year I just really started to enjoy it. And of course, I have a great coach, my husband, and he himself is always studying fitness. So um, we have no lack of things to try and things to learn. Um, I feel I have been personally stretched in that regard because I'm really a creature of habit and I like to do the same thing all the time. Um, and so, you know, with his coaching, I feel like there's more, there's more excellence to attain because you don't just settle into a routine. You're always looking to improve. So I have really enjoyed this year as stretching as it's been at times. And sometimes when I just simply didn't feel like doing it, but everything has been enjoyable or not everything, but overall, it's been really enjoyable. It's been intense. I really like the workouts because they're short and intense. They're easier to fit in, easy to fit into a busy life. Um, and it's just been, it's just been really fun. It's been a kind of a bonding experience for my husband and I to explore and learn together and do together, enjoy together. You know, you just, you want to enjoy things with your spouse. And in this thing, he's had this interest for a long time. And I think it really blesses him to see that I'm interested in it and that I enjoy it. Not just, I mean, you can be happy for a person for their sake, like, oh, that's great. You enjoy that. Good for you. I'm happy for you. But how wonderful is it when you enjoy something and a person that you love comes alongside and starts to enjoy it for their own sake? I think there's a bigger feeling you have inside, like what I'm interested in, they're really enjoying and we can share it and we can both be personally um, blessed and uplifted and encouraged and share the vision. So it's been really good for our marriage and of course, personally for each of us. So I just... I love that about 2014, and I don't plan to stop it. Um, let's see, what else? Well, this year, my husband and I, speaking of marriage, we're celebrating our 18th anniversary, which seems unreal, but here it is, 18 years, and um, we're having a great time together. I'm so blessed, so blessed in um, my spouse, and I'm thankful to God for for that great work he does in us to, to give us um, a shared life and love for each other and the kind of feelings you get that you don't get anywhere else but from your dearest loved one. So I, I just, I really love my husband. Um, let's see, about traditional cooking school in 2014, it's just continued to grow. Um, I just thrilled beyond thrilled with all the people like you through the podcast, the blog, the actual school, the courses online, um, everything. Just blessed beyond measure to work with you, to know you, to see. This is what I was talking about when I was talking about my husband and how I'm sure he enjoys it, that I enjoy the fitness aspect of our life for my sake. Well, this is how I feel when you guys share with me what you're doing, either pictures that you send by email or you post on Facebook or you just come and share what you've done or you tag me on Instagram or whatnot, that's the feeling I get. It's like, I love this stuff and I see you loving it for your own sake, for your family's sake. And 2014 has been full of those kind of messages. In fact, this is a good time to tell you if you haven't seen it already, on my blog on Christmas Day, I posted a video of what members have done in 2014, from harvesting their first zucchini, to having their first chickens and turkeys, to walking the dog, horses, um, 
a bunch of our members sent in pictures after I after I requested, and I created a video of their their traditional cooking school type stuff. And you can find that video. I'll include it at the show no- in the, a link to it in the show notes. Knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97, or if you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash merry-christmas-2014, you can see the video. And this video is what I'm talking about. It's like, these are the things that I love that we talk about um, all the time in our home. And to be able to share it with you and to see you doing it and your families learning and growing and being excited and having these great milestones and your children like loving their sourdough bread and helping you bake. Oh, it's just, there's just nothing better to see. And I'm so thankful for all of you. And I look back on 2014 and I see all these milestones in your lives and there could be nothing more exciting to me. So thank you. And that's a highlight, a big highlight of my 2014. Um, so that's kind of my reflection on 2014, and there's lots of other things, too, that I could have said. Um, um, I could have shared, you know, more wins. I could have shared some real struggles. I'm just going to end the reflection by sharing with you a quote. And, um, you know, one of our, one of our local friends' husband passed away after a a very short, intense battle with cancer. And we went to his memorial service, and his wife um, shared this quote. And I I retyped it, and I printed it, and I put it by my computer. I read it all the time. I think it really helps us. Well, I'll read it to you. Um, I don't know that Mother Teresa is the author of it, but I know it. where I found it online, they said it was printed in, in one of her schools. Um, and I may have that a little bit wrong. But anyway, it's part of the Mother Teresa history, um, legacy, whether or not she wrote it herself. So here it is. People are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you are successful, you will win some unfaithful friends and some genuine enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and sincere, people may deceive you. Be honest and sincere anyway. What you spend years creating, others could destroy overnight. Create anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, some may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today will often be forgotten. Do good anyway. Give the best you have, and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. In the final analysis, it is between you and God. It was never between you and them anyway. So I am just, uh, I feel like that is a life quote personally. And it really, um, when I heard it in 2014, it defined the rest of my year, my, um, my outlook. And I plan to continue in 2015 with that kind of an outlook. Because here's the thing, we're always going to have challenges But those challenges should never define who we are or they should never be excuses for why we can't try or be kind or do our best or succeed or forgive or be honest because we are responsible for ourselves and no one else. And we are responsible to God for our actions. I mean, thankfully, our actions are not our salvation, 
but as his children, um, as his people, we have a responsibility to um, do the right thing. And, and all those um, commands in the quote, to forgive anyway, be kind anyway, be honest and sincere anyway, those are all about our character and who we want to be. And if we just commit ourselves to doing the right thing, regardless of what other people do or say or what happens to us, then um, it's good for us, very good for us. And it's just a good way to live life. It's a good way to focus our energies, is to focus on doing the right thing and then let the results, you know, land where they may. Um, leave that in the hands of God, but take responsibility for our actions and then be that positive, be that, make those right choices. So that's a huge part of my 2014. And as I now move into talking about the new year, I do want to carry that quote with us. Um, I hope it touched you as much as it touched me. And I'm going to um, print it in the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97. So in fact, I'm going to put my typed version of it in a download. So if you go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97, you can um, grab that document and you can print it yourself. It's not going to be pretty. Although, you know, maybe between now and the time I put this episode up, I'm going to make it pretty. So I'm just going to commit to that. I'm going to make it pretty. So if you have a color printer, um, you can print it and it'll be pretty. Pretty. Okay. And I'd love to hear what you think about this quote too and what it, what it could mean for you. And now let's move into talking about 2015. And I am talking about myself because I know myself. I don't know you. But just because I'm talking about myself doesn't mean I don't want to hear from you. So come on by the show notes at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97 and tell me, um, give me a short reflection. Give us, this community, give us a short reflection on 2014, the ups and the downs, and then share what your vision is for 2015, what you want to see, what you're going to work on. Um, I'm going to share a couple of my goals now, okay? Um you know, pretty much the first thing people think of when they think about the new year is, you know, losing weight or fitness. So if you have those goals, I definitely want to hear them. I have some of those goals. I don't feel that I need to lose any more weight. Um, I'm not working on weight loss now, but I am going to just keep working on strength and how my body looks. So, and getting strong and feeling good. Those are my goals. <clears throat> I want to improve what I can lift. So I've just picked these, you know, these, these numbered goals because I can shoot for them. Um, and I think they're probably reasonable. They may be too low. I don't know. I'd have to consult with my husband and he's not up yet today to go over the, these notes with me. So I just picked out that if I, this year, I want to be able to front squat 100 pounds. See, I'm currently around 70 pounds front squatting and that's doing a fairly high volume. I can front squat you know, if I only do a couple, I can front squat more weight, but I want to be able to do a high volume of 100 pounds. I want to deadlift 150 pounds. And, um, you know, right now I'm deadlifting about 115 to 120 at a higher volume. So I want to get up to 150 at a higher volume. I can do 150 if I just do a couple. <laughs> but but not a higher volume. So those are just some numbered goals I want to get to this year. And it would be great if I could blow past them, but I don't know if I will. Okay, now let's talk about some personal goals, because I think it's really important, you know, our character, our personal development, 
um, you know, the inside, the heart matter. It's very, very important. And I, I, this is my probably third New Year episode for this podcast. And each year I've shared my word that I want for the coming year. And the last two times, and I didn't even know, I didn't even remember I picked this the first time when I chose it for the second time, but I chose confidence. And I really, to be honest, I'd like to keep keep a, keep a hold on that word for a third year. So I'm going to, but I'm going to add another word. So I'm going to continue on with confidence because I think um, I like the path I'm on. I am becoming a more confident person. I'm not a confident person by nature. And like I told you earlier when I was talking about how I turned 40 and I feel like I've finally grown up, I feel that confidence in knowing who I am and knowing my strengths and not letting my weaknesses be my um, downfall is all part of this confidence picture. So I want to continue with that, but I'm going to add another word. And that word is best. You heard it in the Mother Teresa quote. Um, Where was it? Give the best you have and it will never be enough. Give your best anyway. Now we can look at that first line and think, oh, that's negative. It will never be enough. But it's the truth. I mean, we are not capable of really, you know, um, perfect. But we should do our best anyway. So it's in that quote. It's also the idea of it is I'm choosing best because I want to give my best whatever I'm doing. I'm giving my best to God, to you, to my family, to my husband. I want to do my best, whatever actions I'm doing, whether it's cooking or business or friendship, um, spending time with my children, spending time with my husband. I want to do my best. I want to serve the best I can. It's really about service. I'm definitely a person who loves to serve. Serving really motivates me, um, which can be a downside if you live for feedback. And I've been there living for feedback. I struggle with that. Um, But when you're really focused on serving others, that's a great motivation. Um, Giving, blessing them. That's a good, that's a, a real motivation in my life. And And then getting feedback is a real motivation. Like I said, it can be a weakness, but I'm talking about this in a good thing. It's it's what we're all doing when we comment and share and listen to each other and learn from each other and give feedback. You know, that's that's a positive loop. And I love that loop. I love to help people. And I just want to say, I'm picking the word best. I could have picked the word serve because it really is about serving. But the reason I chose best is so... um, It could be about me and God as well, but also so that I could bring kind of a standard of excellence into it. Um, Because you can serve, but I want to serve my best. So I'm picking best. And best covers serving and doing and acting and living. And it covers, for me, it just covers more of the idea of what I want to capture here. So my word for 2015 is best. You can pick that word too, or you can pick any word you want. But like we've done in past years on the podcast, I want to know what your words are. What is your word for 2015? So come by the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97, and tell me what your word is. I want to know. Okay, a couple other things to share. Actually, just one more, and I've got a question on it. A question at the end of it for you, and then we'll wrap up. 
one thing, this is an action item. So for 2015, you know, I've talked to you about my fitness and weight loss goals, talked to you about my personal character goal. And there's one more thing, just practically speaking, that's happening in our family is we're going paperless. You know, you have a business and um, record keeping is a challenge. Keeping records is like a space challenge. Organization is a challenge. So I've been reading on paperless probably for more than a year, and I finally decided to do it because I think I've reached this kind of critical mass point where I really think it's going to be helpful to storage issues, business issues, and just productivity issues, kind of lighten the load, change to a new system. So we're going paperless in 2015. Purchased a scanner, a scan scan snap scanner, Uh, purchased a shredder. I'll put links um, to those in the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97, so you can see what we chose. And um, I'm in the process of doing that. Right now, it's not quite the end of the year, but, you know, and this may last into the beginning of 2015, but um, it's my goal is to go paperless. And that includes old pictures, because I have three boxes. In fact, they're I told you we did that big clean out yesterday. So part of it was to free up these boxes of old pictures and scrapbooks and things. And they're right here by my desk cluttering things up. So I'm highly motivated to get those boxes scanned and what's in them shredded and then just go completely digital on that. Um, We've got files, personal and business files, um, manuals. I'm, um, you know, cutting them out of their books, the pages that are in English and running them through the scanner and then filing them um, so that I don't have stacks of manuals sitting around and recipes as well. And I've got a question for you about recipes. I want to tell you um, before I get into that kind of where I started this research and planning. Well, there's a great book called Paperless by David Sparks. You can find it in iBooks. Um, It's more than an ebook. It's an interactive multimedia learning experience because there are videos in there. Um, He does everything Mac-based, I do want to say. It doesn't mean you couldn't learn and figure out how to do it on your PCs Um, because I think the the principles are amazing. So there's the workflow, there's all the considerations, you know, just really guide you in, in setting up your workflow and your plan right from the beginning. So I highly recommend it. It's $10. And in fact, um, around Christmas, he was running a sale where it's $5. Either way, it's a great investment. So I want to recommend that book. Um, And so just based on reading that book, um, I've come up with this action plan, you know, how I'm going to file things. And I'm going to use nested folders, and I'm going to use a file utility program called Hazel on my Mac to I'll just set up all these rules and it can scan the folder where all the scans go in and based on what it finds in the documents, it can rename files and file them. So by the time I'm done scanning all my papers in, I hope to have the the um, I hope to have most of my rules set up so then in the future I can just scan a document and the rules will take over. So it's really just the activity of scanning the paper in and then the workflows set up. So then the files go where they need to be. That's my, you know, my dream. And I've spent a couple days kind of messing with it and I'm putting things in and the rules are working. So it's pretty kind of magical to scan a file. It goes to this folder and then, you know, you watch it because you have your finder window open with the folder there. So you see 
the document, enter that folder, and then you see Hazel, like move it somewhere else. And then you go where you want it to end up and it's there. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Um, so just throwing that out for you, if you have similar goals, I recommend this resource, this book, Paperless by David Sparks. I'll put a link to it in the show notes, as well as some of the, well, the scanner and shredder we chose. Okay, my question for you is recipes. Um, I have a binder of recipes and, of course, you know, lots of bookmarks. I also have recipes, recipe notes that I keep in Evernote. Um, I'm trying to wean myself off of paper and pencil because that's the most natural to me is when I'm in the kitchen doing recipes is to jot notes down on paper and pencil. So I'm trying to um, make myself take notes on the iPad. I don't find it as natural because paper and pen is very natural, but the thing is if it's an Evernote, then it's there and I don't have to think about it again. I can just go get it. Um, if it's on paper and pencil, it's like, uh, what now what did I do with that paper? And um, is this this recipe or that recipe? And, you know, I may never find it again. So I'm weaning myself off of paper and pencil, putting things in Evernote. My question for you is, what do you do? What's your recipe and food um, digital filing system? Do you use something like Evernote? Do you have folders where you store recipes? Do you do bookmarks? Um, what do you do? I'd really love to hear because this is one of the, one of the workflows that I'm going to um, revise, uh, implement, just try to make work for me in 2015. So come on by the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97 and tell me what you do. And um, I'd love to hear and now, as I wrap up this episode, I just want to tell you all, thank you for joining me, and thank you for a wonderful 2014, and I look forward to 2015 with you. Um, don't forget, your assignment is to check out the um, member activities for 2014, that video, which you can find a link to in the show notes. Also, come on by the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 97, so we can hear, number one, your reflections on 2014. Number two, any goals you have for 2015. Number three, your word for 2015. And number four, which is optional, if you have any feedback for me on how to do digital recipe storage. Thanks, everyone. God bless you, and Happy New Year. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you again soon. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode. Just go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash, and then without a space, just type the number of this episode. You'll get links and much more information about what we've been talking about. You can submit questions for future episodes. I love to answer your questions on the air. So go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions to submit them. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. While you're there, 
please do leave a rating or review. I love to get them, love to read your comments, and they're invaluable to help other people find this podcast. Thank you so much.